Hey guys, welcome to your next stop with Juliet Hahn. I am so excited, which I say every time, but I really am because this is, uh, Juliet and I have been trying to do this recording for quite some time. I think we've gotten had it canceled a couple of times. Am I correct, Julia? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so today, if you cannot notice, I have a little bit of a cold and I almost had to do it again. And I was like, no, I'm going to plow through. We're going to be okay. So uh, another, did we meet on Clubhouse? I was referred to you from someone on Clubhouse, the That's ultimate- right network generation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I want to welcome you guys to Julia DeWolf. I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. She is a life coach and she's going to get us because there's something very specific that she does in her life coaching, which I know a tiny, tiny bit about because you guys know how that is. So I can't wait to get into the, the details. So welcome, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really very excited to be here. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to Your Next Stop. I would love for you just to tell my listeners a little bit about your journey, what you've done before, and how you got into life coaching. Sure. So I have done so many things before, I think, which is a common a common tale for people who are entrepreneurs. There's never just this like, yeah, I started this thing and then that's been the thing that I've done forever. We're <laughs> all always on this journey. So I've been self-employed for a long time since I was a teenager. So I've done everything from, I had a vegan baking business. I love using natural things. So I did a lot of education around using natural tools. And then I wound up, I used to joke about wanting to be a life coach a long time ago, but I used to say, um, I feel like the people who would want to work with me, I'd have to like kidnap them to a retreat in order to help them. So I used to kind of joke about doing this, but then it just kind of naturally developed. I was doing a lot of business coaching with with some people and just kind of sharing things that had worked for me as an entrepreneur. And then I started to see this really clear connection, especially for women who are entrepreneurs, how we were not taking care of ourselves. And it was showing up a lot of the time in our hormones. And then that hormonal healing had a lot to do with our emotional wellness as well. So it, it kind of, it made sense to me how I got there, but to describe it, it's it's a big waterfall that we go down. Right. But it, I mean, it makes totally sense because I know, and I think when we t- touched base and talked a little bit about it, and I've had another guest who actually her episode will be coming out um, soon. She does a lot of stuff on hormones and she's young and it was really interesting to me. I mean, you're young as well, but a lot of us, like we don't talk about it. And I know I could tell right before I get my period, like I I sometimes can't find my words and it's, I get so pissed because I'm like, God damn it. Like that's my, my, my tools or my communication skills. And I always will know, like, I don't even have to track my period anymore because I'm like, you know, if I'm like a little clouded in the brain and I am very healthy, I eat healthy, but still my hormones can get the best of me. And it is um, one of those things as a woman, I don't ever use it as, well, sometimes my kids will be like, Oh, do you have your period? And I'm like, damn it. But it is, it is one of those things. So tell us a little bit about just what you do for your clients and some, you know, and then I'm going to have you give us some tips too. Sure. 
So when I work with a client, because I primarily, I have a very specific (laughs) crew of people who I like working with. I love working with women who are creative because I find that people who are creative, we're especially prone to being really hard on ourselves and having to get into this like hustle culture. A lot of people are undoing hustle culture, but that's been around for a while where it's like, if you want something bad enough, you do not care about how hard you have to work to get there at full sacrifice to yourself. So when I work with clients, it's really important for me to help them see that rest is one of the most productive things that we can do that by incorporating rest and rest that feels good for you. It's different for everybody. It's not always going to be, well, take a nap, like understanding what's going to be beneficial for you is, is step one. And then as women, we have this extra player in the game, which is our hormones and our hormones, they cycle. We're, we're cyclical beings. We're not meant to be able to wake up and do the same thing every day. The, the whole nine to five system is not built around women's health and hormones in general. So by recognizing that we won't have the same things that feel good for us all of the time and we're not going to have the same energy levels, anybody should have should have that base knowledge that it's normal to not always be totally motivated and like, yay, life's right, great. Right, right, right. But especially for women to understand that this is actually a predictable thing that we can look and see when in our cycle will we be feeling more motivated? When will we be feeling more creative? When are we going to want to get to the, the things that feel a little bit more tedious, like maybe putting your newsletter together or checking in on those things? So that's the, that's a big part of what I do. But then the next thing is also recognizing because I'm a certified cognitive behavioral therapy practitioner, I want to, I want to unpack where these beliefs started to come from, that it's wrong for us to incorporate rest into our routine or that it's wrong for us to, um, want to nourish ourselves and take care of our hormonal health. And how can we start to build new beliefs around that? Which is so interesting because it's funny. Like I know I brought, I hate even, I can't even admit it on my podcast that I have a cold because I don't like to admit that. But I literally got my period the same day as I started to feel a little tickle in my throat. And I was like, son of a bitch. Because I knew that even all the vitamins that I I knew that I was going down. Like I knew I was going to have to, you know, rest. I also have been going at a pretty high pace because I just started a business. You know, this podcast is going great. But I know how important it is for rest because especially at the age of 47, it's funny. I was saying to my friend the other day, I, I used to always need probably like five to six hours and I was actually really good. And I know my, like my sleep cycle, like I am very intuitive to all of that. You know, I knew that I could actually work really well that way if I took care of myself. And as I've gotten older, it's crept up. Like I, it's six hours, it's five hours. Oh my God, I'm dead. Like I cannot do five hours anymore. So I know, and it's so funny if I've had a long day or I know I have like a big interview or I have something like my husband and my kids know, like I'm in bed before everyone now. And I'll be like, okay, I can't, can't wait to get into bed. And I never was like that. Like I was always the person that didn't need a lot of sleep and did like, I felt like it was a waste of time. I didn't enjoy it. And now I really enjoy it. But the other thing is that I really do is I know I need, I wake up early. Like I know now, especially like my clock is early, but I work out right when I wake up. And if I don't, I don't work as well, and especially around my hormones. I know for my hormones, I need to do that. So some of us are very aware of it, but there's so many of us that are not aware of it. And I think it's a, a lot of people that are not. So I love that you're teaching people because just as you said, like the newsletter and certain things, this week I actually had a very, very important meeting. This episode's not going to come out until you know around the fall, um, but I had a really important meeting 
and it was about a partnership. And I was like, I am not, this is like the worst day, literally. And I knew it was, but I was able to kind of rally because I also acknowledged it. Right. I was like, okay, I need to like make, be a little bit more prepared. Um, I need to like have things written down where I typically don't. Cause it usually just comes to me. I was like, let me just write some keynotes down so I don't forget. And let me make sure that I, you know, really get that good night's sleep and don't have any crap. Like I need to be like super clean and eating. And so I, I was very aware of that. But again, there's a lot of women, as you said, especially I feel like when we're young, we're not taught that. Right. And so it's something that you learn. That's one of the hardest things, you know, because one of the things that I really like to practice myself and then also work with my clients to practice is something called cycle syncing, where you're syncing up your life to your cycle. And so you're understanding your personal cycle because there's a lot of myths around what a consistent cycle is and and all of that, which I love to unpack with people. But knowing what your cycle is and planning your life in conjunction with that is really important because then when we start to look out, then we can start to see, you know, most women are going to be feeling really confident around the time that they're ovulating. Your hormones are at their peak. Like we're, we're feeling good. We're ready to make things happen. And so that's a really great time to plan, you know, if you're going to have a public speaking event or big meetings or things that we know we need our most confident version of ourselves to show up. But sometimes, we can't always plan for that. The whole world can't run in harmony. So doing exactly <laughs> what you did where you were like, okay, I know I'm going to need a little extra care. And that's the exact idea of productive rest is that that rest was one of the most productive things that you could do at that time because it was going to work towards your overall goal. It wasn't that you just wanted to unplug and escape from life because you couldn't handle, but it was this preparation for right. this thing you need to do. And for younger people, that's one of the main reasons why I do what I do also, because as women, we're basically taught, you know, you don't really need to ovulate unless you're interested in having a baby. And ovulation is one of our key metrics of health. It's really like a vital sign. And so by understanding our hormones and loving them for what they are, instead of just like shushing this really important part of our body and understanding it, it's just it's the, a new level of empowerment, which I love. Cause I mean, cause there is such, you know, I mean, even to this day, you know, as it is like, you have your period, Oh, you have your period, you know, but I, I mean, there's times where I do like, I will be grumpy and I will say, I have my period, leave me alone. Or there's one actually, and I can't believe I'm even bringing this up, but it's really funny. There was one time, um, a couple of years ago when I was I really was in, you know, premenopausal, whatever. So my period was really heavy and it was, not, I, it was not a good day. And one of our friends wanted to sleep over. And I said to him, you can't sleep over. I have my period. And I guess his mom was not opened with him and didn't talk to him about it. So he went home and was like, Juliet said, I can't sleep over because she has her period. What is that? And he, and she was like, she called me. She's like, asshole. I didn't want to talk to him about my, like, so now, now he thinks like, and I was like, okay, I know that wasn't the best, best moment, but there are times where it does like it, if you don't take care of yourself, it's going to affect you. So I love that you're doing that. And I love that you found your niche and you know where you want to help because it's not, it, it, it never should be a negative thing. So I do have a question for you. So like for the listeners that are listening, that are like, 
I am not regular. Like I am very fortunate. I'm very regular. I know exactly, you know, even as I'm coming to the the end of my whole period, what are some tips that you can give them if they don't know when they're going to get their period and they're not regular? The first, that's one of the myths I like to unpack is that uh, the most accurate way to track your cycle is not by tracking when when you're going to get your period. That It's really about tracking when you ovulated because the way that our body operates, um, you're you're pretty much always ovulating. And then about 11 to 14 or 15 days later is when you'll get your period. And most women are operating on that span of time. So it's much better for us to track when we're ovulating and if we're actually ovulating to then predict when your cycle will come. And that works if you have an irregular period or if you have a totally regular period, because even with an irregular period, that window of when you're ovulating will stay the same length. Other parts of your cycle are what's throwing off the overall length of your cycle. Oh, so that's to, interesting. Yeah. So to nail down if you actually ovulated or when you ovulated, one of the easiest things to do is to track your body temperature. So you can take your temperature first thing in the morning. You'll get a basal body thermometer. So it's a very uh, specific uh, reading. So you're not going to use a regular thermometer you, because sometimes the fluctuation in your temperature is like this tiny amount, but it's enough for you to know that that you ovulated. So before you ovulate, your temperature will come down a little bit and then it spikes at ovulation and it will stay a little bit elevated until you get your period and then it's going to come back down. And so that temperature spike is the thing that's going to help you spot, okay, ovulation actually happened and now I'm going to be able to start planning for when when the period will arrive. And this will also give you some key metrics around hormone balance and things that are going on in your body because um, I go into all of this a lot, but there's, there's different things that we can do to uh, support our body naturally and it can kind of start to regulate that cycle. And that's coming from someone who used to have a 50 plus day cycle and was able to get it down to a regular 32 day cycle on the dot. Can you give us like one, can you give us the one tip? Cause I know this is what you, you know, this is like yeah. for your clients, but if you could give us like your one big tip on that. Drink water, <laughs> drink water. It's so simple yet. So overlooked. Most of our like terrible PMS symptoms and all kinds of things that are linked to the things that we hate about our period are almost always linked to your body wasn't able to do what it needed to do and detoxify. So when we drink water, we support our liver and we support our digestive tract. And that's going to, that's my ultimate thing I always start with is drink water. I do, um, like for our clients that I've worked with, with health and fitness in the past, it is one of the things that we also talk to them about. And it's, it's always, they always get so annoyed. They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, trust me, you just have to be drinking enough water. It sounds so silly and it's not easy for everyone. So I'm not like just, you know, not saying it's, but it is one of those things I can tell when I'm dehydrated. You also, when you're dehydrated, you also think you're hungry and that's when people will snack when they don't need to. And so it, it, it helps with so many different things, but it also helps with the brain so much. So one of the things that you said about the ovulation, you know, it was really interesting when I was younger and my listeners are really going to get a lot, a lot of information about my period and my cycle here. <laughs> so, but I would be able to tell I was ovulating because I would feel like a pinch and I'd be like, okay. But as I got older, it used to be like in my ovaries, as I got older, it moved in, out into different spots in my body. 
And now I can't feel it anymore. And I know I'm still ovulating, but I know it's like, they're getting older. Um, even though I always say I can have a baby if I want. And my husband's like, no, it, we, we don't want. So stop, stop saying that. Um, we don't want to be those, you know, grandparents that are having babies. There's like a time for people to have them or not. <laughs> but I felt, I felt that was so fascinating. And I remember very, I mean, I'm obviously very in tune with my, my, myself, but I remember I would feel it pinched. I'd be like, okay, I'm ovulating. And then I would know, okay, this is like, even though I would count it and then it would moved and it was a twinge like on the side of my breast. And then that moved to the other side of my breast and then it came to both sides of the breast and now it's 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 gone. So have you like have you heard of that ever? Yeah, so some people can feel when they're ovulating, some people can't and then some people have different symptoms. Everything that we feel in our body, it's like a report card from the inside of our body. Our body only has so many ways that it can communicate with us. So when we start to feel things, it's really good that you notice because then that can give you a signal of where are we at in our cycle? What is our body needing some more of? At ovulation, this really amazing thing happens where in like the day after you ovulate, the follicle that released the egg, it turns into a gland. And then this gland makes a hormone called progesterone. And that has a lot to do with us feeling calm. It has a lot to do with our breast health. It's it's an incredible hormone. And your body does that every single month. It makes this gland and it makes this hormone and then the gland goes away and the next month you'll have a whole new gland. But with the introduction of that hormone, we might start to feel different little twinges or things. And that can be a signal of our body needs a little bit of support in a different way. Ideally, we're not having a lot of PMS. PMS isn't actually normal. It's common, but it's not normal. It's a signal that we need some other things. So ideally, we're not having like sharp pains, but little twinges, things are changing in your body. Yeah. So it's totally common from cycle to cycle for things to move and, you know, what are we going to get? We don't know. <laughs> right. Which is so interesting. And I love the thing that you said about PMS because that is so true. And that's another thing that's not taught, right? Mm-mm. They give, oh, if you have PMS, take this pill. And it's so, it's all about like your nutrition and how you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it is so linked to that. And it makes me crazy when you we would hear that because I would be like, no, there's times where I don't have any PMS. And the times that I do, I know I just was not taking care of myself. Right. I was not nourishing my body the way I should have. And, and it is, um, it is one of those, 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 you know, falsities that people do say, and, and then advertisers jumped on it and was like, Oh, we can help them instead of really getting down to the core and doing the natural stuff. So I love that you're doing that. Do you also work with menopausal women? I don't really as much just because I really love working with women who are at that point, usually around 25 is when we're starting to say like, wait a minute, I don't feel so great on the pill. I would like to know if there's other options out there, or maybe they were never on the pill, but they've just been left to suffer with the symptoms that we're feeling. Because that was my own journey, I'm incredibly passionate about working with with women who are in that spot. So I don't work as much uh, with women who are menopausal, but there are so many incredible resources out there for women who teach cycle syncing even after menopause, like it's, it's possible at any stage for us to acknowledge the fact that we are cyclical. And so we can start to track our own, um, 
symptoms of where we're at. We wouldn't have to do like the temperature tracking side of things, but just kind of noticing your own rhythms of motivation and your own rhythms of time where you're needing a little bit more rest or when maybe waking up earlier is easy for you and you're ready to get things done. Just acknowledging that and seeing if you can find your pattern and work within that flow. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodis, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. I love that. And I love that you know your your niche, right? You know who you work best with. And that's something that's so important when people follow a passion. Because if you were working with not your niche, you wouldn't love it as much as you're doing. And so it has also come from your journey, which then makes it even more real for people that are, you know, are that are out there. So can you tell us everyone where they can find you? Sure. So I'm most active on Instagram at Julia DeWolf Coaching. And I do a lot of a lot of things over there. I do uh, mini courses and lots of things operating mostly on Instagram. That would be the best spot to find me anywhere else. Um, I might not be there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's great. That's great that you know that. And um, so I want you to give us again, like some top tips that you would say, like if someone was coming to you and saying, okay, I have, and I know we kind of touched on this, but I would love for you to like lay it out a little bit. You know, I have this uh, job interview I want to do and, and that's like what they're coming to you and, and how would you approach them and what would you say to them? So if they have a job interview and they have the ability to pick when they're going to have it, I would definitely opt to do that interview around the time of ovulation. Because like I said, we're, we're looking at this is peak confidence and peak energy and you're thinking quick, you're, you're doing a lot. You're feeling like your best self. Also physically, we often feel our best selves around ovulation. And that's why often uh, many women will notice that this is the time of month that they're starting to like, they fancy themselves up a little bit, or they're trying out new outfits. Like we're, we're a little bit more, we're having a little bit more fun at this point. So if you have the option to choose it, I would say to, to pick then understanding the phases of the cycle. I can explain that a little bit of like, what are we most commonly feeling at each stage in order to, yeah. yeah. So at the point that you have your, your period, we're feeling pretty tired. Our, especially at the first beginning days of our cycle, our energy and our hormones, they're at their lowest point. Like, and so it's natural for us to be tired. We're probably not feeling like being around people that much. And, if we can let ourselves have that space, all in all, the experience is going to be a lot better. So acknowledging that this isn't when you want to be in front of a lot of people and maybe you can tweak things around like that. And then towards the end of your period, you're really starting to be a little bit more forward cast. So your period, if you think about what's going on on the inside of your body, your body's cleaning itself out. Mentally, we can work with that and do the same thing. So we might be thinking about things that we really enjoyed from the last month that we would like to take forward with us into the next month or what we'd like to do more of. Maybe we saw things that really just didn't work for us. And so we're not going to carry that forward with us. Lots of journaling and thinking about our plan for the upcoming month or cycle, whatever, however long that is for you. Once you move in at the end of your period, we move into a stage called the follicular stage. And this goes from the end of your period until you ovulate. And so however long that window is for you, for some women, it's 14 days, for some women, it's 20 days, that's going to depend on you. 
at this point, we're feeling energized. This is when most women are really like, let's start all the things. We're ready to start new things. We're looking at new workout routines where we have the energy to carry out the goals that we just made. And so this is when we're starting to put things in action. And then as we get closer towards ovulation, we're feeling more energy. We're waking up early. We're, we're on a pretty good high. This is when most people feel themselves at this point. And so ovulation is when we're going to plan tasks that required the most confident version of ourselves. So if you run clubhouse rooms, go big on the clubhouse rooms at this point. If you know that you really, especially for entrepreneurs, there's times when we just love working hard. Like there's times where we don't want to look at anything at all. And there's other times where we love working hard and we want to stay up. That's the time to do it right here. Just have at it. Let yourself go. You're going to feel great. After ovulation, we move into the luteal phase. And the luteal phase is when stuff changes a little bit. So this is where we may have PMS showing up. We might be feeling some fluctuations in mood. And so we're really starting to take more care of ourselves at this point. And we're in a mode, I call it call it like the nesting phase of our cycle. So we're getting stuff done. Like your body's preparing to want more rest. Your body's preparing to clean itself out. And so we're finishing up projects. We're maybe having conversations that we've been putting off. We're ready to cut ties with stuff that we don't like. We're feeling, um, sometimes they call it a luteal crisis when it's like everything's where it's like, I don't even know if I should be doing this anymore. Does this thing even fit? And so recognizing that that happens a lot in the luteal phase, but it's, it's really just about, um, we're feeling creative. We might start to nest up a little bit where we're looking for feeling cozy and comfortable and and just spotting what that looks like for us and then that brings us right around to our period again so it's it's this really a beautiful flow throughout the month that allows us to get all of the things done but also knowing what it is allows us to get all the things done in a way that feels really good too. Right. Which I love. I love all that. So, okay. So for the listeners that are sitting there being like, well, that's great, but I have no control over my work schedule or anything mm-hmm. like that. Just give us, and I know we, we touched on this again, but it's always good for people to hear it again. What are some tips that like, okay, I have a really important meeting on the time where I want to be home, like snuggling under my covers or like the right. first or second day of your period. So Life happens. It won't always be perfect, but by doing the like sandwiching, kind of like you mentioned before, where you know now, so you were saying that you you want rest now as you get older. It's just as we get smarter. That's really what right. it is. Right, <laughs> so right, we right, realize, right. like, well, actually, no, I do need that. So doing the sandwich where we're going to leading up, we know it's coming, and so we know how we're going to feel. So we're going to hold space for that. We're not going to push ourselves and say, well, I have to get this stuff done. We'll find ways to carry out the tasks, but maybe in a way that's allowing us a little bit more rest. So I really love incorporating um, just small snippets of the day that feels like intentional rest for you. So you know you're doing this thing because it's gonna make you feel a little bit more comfortable. You know that you're doing this thing because you need a moment to pause and breathe. And so by finding those little moments in the day, um, and then also practical things like drink tea and use things to help yourself feel more comfortable. Don't wear tight pants when you have your period. Wear something comfy if you can't like Right. But just paying attention to yourself instead of shoving yourself off to the side. That's already happening enough with this schedule that we can't control. So what are the things that you can take back control of and pour into that? 
And that's again, where you were saying like the water is is, as simple as it sounds, just make sure that your water, right? Water don't schedule like extracurricular social events. If you know that you're going now that's coming back on the table as being a concern for people. So think about where you're going to be, maybe lighten up on the workouts a little bit while you have your period. Don't expect yourself to show up and run a marathon. Maybe you do some gentle stretching things wherever you can lighten the load physically and emotionally around the things that need to happen is is going to pay off and be helpful which i think is so important and that's what like i want you guys to hear that again so say that again julia like the the importance of wherever you can lighten the load for yourself physically and emotionally around the things that need to happen so you have these core pillars of things non-negotiables they need to happen what are the other things that you can pour into and say well we're going to lighten it up over there because that's just going to help you. And that's exactly, and you know, it's funny. I love that you said that. And I love that I actually kind of incorporate that. So I'm very proud of myself. Good job. Well, but, and it's taking me, you know, I mean, I'm 47, so it's taking me a while to realize that, you know, there's times where I just need not to go and do the crazy workout right when I get my period, because it doesn't work anymore. Like when I was younger, it did, but it probably wasn't good. But now that I'm older, it's like, you know what? Like I could do like pause my body. I could do, and that's my favorite thing to say to my kids, which they I get that eye roll. I'm like, pause your body. They're like, oh god. But I could do maybe not the crazy cardio. I can do a little lighter weights, and I but I'm still doing it. It's not that I'm like or take a walk and like make it a little faster than just like a leisurely walk, but not doing the crazy cardio that's on schedule. Right, and that's where we're undoing that idea. We hear it more and more of if you don't want to do something, then that's that's where you're supposed to spend all of your attention and pour into. Like, if you don't want to do the workout, workout, just show up and do it anyway. Like there's this, this attitude that if we just punish ourselves enough, someday it will stick. And that's not it. That's not it. And that's not what we're here to do. And so why, and it also feeds into what ends up happening is women feel like their period is an inconvenience or they feel like their hormones are this negative thing. When in reality, it's this incredibly beautiful, complex thing that we get to have happen and and it's this beautiful thing. And so if instead of looking at like, oh, this is keeping me from this thing and now I feel like a loser, we can tweak the image and say, well, this is how, well, this is what I'm doing. The overall goal is for growth or the overall goal is for me to feel good in my body. So what am I doing here exactly? <laughs> and so right. it's, it's that removal of, if you want anything bad enough, you'll go for it. I hate that idea so much. And it, because it's so invasive into our physical health. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. So I loved everything about this. And so thank you so much for joining us. And thank um, you for having me. Yeah. Just shout out where people can find you again, just in case they didn't write it down. Sure. It's Julia DeWolf coaching. There's an E on the end of DeWolf on Instagram and yeah, come hang out. I'm It's always a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you again for this is like so informative and it definitely makes me think and be like, okay, I I can be better in some of these situations. And I know my listeners, I know all of you right now listening, you guys can be better at this too. And so if you fit, if you know someone, definitely check out Julia because she 
clearly knows what she's talking about and, uh, and is passionate and loves it. And that's what I love that she has followed something that is a passion and is now helping other people. So guys, if you like what you hear, you know what to do, rate, review, and subscribe and share this with your friends. You have a mom, you have a sister, you have, you have a daughter. There's a lot of you that can share this episode and help get the word out that we can be better by not going crazy <laughs> and pushing ourselves to the end. There's many things that we can do. So thank you again, Julia. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 